We were only one year into a new millennium, but the entire country was about to drastically change. It was 8.45 in the morning, then it was 8.46. What difference did that minute make? Not much, unless that minute was on 9-11. 4-19-3000. Again, these are just numbers. But uttered in regards to 9-11, they are airlines, hijackers, and bodies. As the country wiped its tears with the flag, New York City rallied in the country promise to never forget. We pursued an aggressive agenda against terrorism, living up to the words President Bush intimated as he stood upon a pile of rubble. And the people who knocked these buildings down will hear all of us soon. It's one of those days that you remember where you were when the Twin Towers shattered to the street. It was a time before smartphones and Facebook posts, so you won't be reminded of your memories. No, these are old school memories, the type you felt. Americans grieved the loss from the top, middle, and bottom of their hearts. But through it all, young and old, we were imbued with two words, never forget. But maybe that's already happened. Last year marked the 20th anniversary and a new cohort of voters. I remember, our parents remember, but an entire generation of fresh adults don't remember. They only know what they've been told. The world was shaped by the shadow of September 11th, a shadow that not only towered over our civil liberties and ease of travel, but our collective understanding. It created a generational gap that went beyond smartphones and social media. Instead, it falls along the fault lines of pre and post 9-11. From a nation that scoffed at building a mosque near Ground Zero to burkini models in Sports Illustrated and NYPD having its first cop wear a hijab several years ago, a lot has changed. Millennials and subsequent generations have a divided past but a shared future. Since 9-11, we have seen three presidents, five midterms, eight Supreme Court justices, and trillions of tweets. Yet, the fear of letting that memory fade away has become our nation's self-fulfilling prophecy. Posterity has suffered from politics. The story of that day is watered down. You hear it now when it's recounted as hijackers, rarely a mention of radical religion. As safe spaces and trigger warnings consume our culture, our textbooks are becoming the battleground. They are reflecting this division, pitting the left against the right over how sterile the story should be. Sanitizing it won't erase the day. Stroll the halls of the Holocaust Museum in D.C. They warn against forgetting their tragedy. The museum even has taken that message to Twitter, reminding us of hashtag power of memory. The further away we get from 9-11, the more sentiment is sanitized. As we take down Confederate monuments to forget our troubled past, what will happen to the story of 9-11? Will we choose to forget it entirely because the terror is linked to radical Islam? Safe spaces and triggering make the story of 9-11 difficult to tell. It's messy and not politically correct to mention radical religion. But if we forget the horrors of 9-11, are we doomed to make misguided decisions in the future as well as continue bad decisions we have already made? Candidate Trump became President Trump in part to this yearning to remember. One of his key taglines was radical Islamic terrorism and something he dogged his opponents with. Trump voters were the ones that ordered freedom fries, sang along to Proud to be an American, and led chants of USA, USA, USA. 
It was a group of baby boomers and older millennials that at least shared a common enemy and remembered why. These same groups have done their share for getting two. One only needs to look at our footprints in history. Some footprints we keep retracing, like the TSA. We think if we keep security rote, it works. But the TSA ranks 303 out of 305 in federal agencies in terms of morale, and they miss 70% of weapons and explosives. And they're the ones tasked with keeping over 1 billion flights secure every single year. Then there are footprints we follow obsessively and intrusively, like the NSA and their questionable invasion of privacy. Other footprints start a new track that has led us nowhere. We know this one as the war in Iraq. Cyber threats are the footprints we don't bother to find. It will be the new form of terrorism, the one our government will miss, just like they did 9-11. Cyber threats are such a serious concern that former Homeland Security Secretary Kristen Nielsen says they need to be, quote, circled, highlighted, and underlined. Some footprints we have skipped over entirely. Enter John Stewart. With a room full of 9-11 first responders behind him, he surmised the situation best. He pointed out the empty chairs of representatives in front of him and gave powerful testimony on our ability to forget the things we should never forget. What an incredible metaphor this room is for the entire process that getting health care and benefits for 9-11 first responders has come to. Behind me, a filled room of 9-11 first responders, and in front of me, a nearly empty Congress. It's an embarrassment to the country and it is a stain on this institution. And you should be ashamed of yourselves for those that aren't here, but you won't be. Because accountability doesn't appear to be something that occurs in this chamber. There is not a person here, there is not an empty chair on that stage that didn't tweet out, never forget the heroes of 9-11, never forget their bravery, never forget what they did, what they gave to this country. Well, here they are. And where are they? We failed our first responders. Our EPA director told them there was nothing to worry about when it came to the air around ground zero after 9-11. But they knew better. They lied. They didn't care because to the government, people are expendable. Think of all these mistakes made by the generation that remembered. What will the generation that forgot do? We went looking for vindication in all the wrong places. We had intention that was passionate but easily derailed. We allowed the government to track and trace and boss and bully us like we're all terrorists. For millennials and boomers, we saw a change. We adapted to a new normal of security. But for the younger generations, the age of government intrusion was just normal. And guess what? For all the moaning we do over COVID, we rolled over again and let it happen in 2020. All because of fear. If we don't model the lessons of fear and safety from that day in preparation for the future, the upcoming generation may be unable to grasp 9-11 as anything other than a textbook passage. It will just be another piece of propaganda that the man uses to force compliance from all of us. 
So with the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks behind us, stop and think. As the names of the victims are read from Ground Zero every year, is it more pomp than circumstance? The day haunts our national security, but was the lesson learned? Did we learn from our mistakes and reconcile that the government is not the solution? Finally, ask yourself, do kids these days know what 9-11 really means? Because that day's orphans do.